Welcome back to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. My name is Colin. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in again. This week's episode is brought to you by me and only me because I have no sponsors. But uh, this guest was uh, someone that I actually came across on TikTok. She recently, what the kids call, blew up. And uh, she has a lot to say, has uh, some history with mental health uh, and mental illness that she is very open about discussing, and she's also from Iowa, so I had to interview her. So I brought her on the podcast, and we had a great discussion. We went on Instagram Live, but I was able to pull the audio, and hopefully it's not too bad so you can handle it and uh, enjoy the conversation. So here's me and Liz from Iowa. Hi. Hey, got it to work. All right. We did get it to work. Four minutes late. We really love the anticipation buildup. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I was tinkering with my phone, and the lighting in this room is not the greatest. And I'm really weird about yeah. stuff like that. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I definitely am sitting on my living room floor right now. So not nice. the best studio setup, but we're here. We made it. Yeah, I've slowly tried to turn my uh, office into a studio, but it's it's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. Yeah, I'm yeah. relying on like the oldest lamp of all time that I got from my parents' house, just to nice. shine a little light on the subject. But yes, so glad awesome. we're in the chat. How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, I've had an interesting week. Uh, so yeah, I, I figured I'd um, start it off on it. It'll be kind of a darker moment, but uh, I had a friend. Rip it off. I, I had a fr- I had a friend of mine uh, attempt suicide on Sunday, okay. um, and luckily survived. I don't know how she survived, to be honest with you. Like the amount of things she put into her body, drugs she put into her body, like it's uh it's a miracle. So I'm hoping she sees it that way, but. It's going to be a long recovery ahead of her. Um, I, would, I would imagine. So that was an interesting way to start the week. I got to see her last night, which was good. And she, her only complaint was that she was bored because she's in the psych ward. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I've definitely had to visit, not myself, but I've had loved ones of mine who have been in the ward a couple of times. And pretty boring shit yeah you can't it's really boring it's boring it. it's depressing it's there's not a lot going on and the power went out when i was like on my way there and like still out when i got there so it's a hospital so obviously they have a generator so but still like certain parts were like i sat in a dark room with her for like a good 20 minutes and i was like that's so bleak i was sorry. like this is already a dark like situation but luckily i can like turn things around pretty quickly. Um, I've always had the ability to turn like dark situations into like funny situations, no matter how dark it is. Yeah, um, I mean, you kind of just have to do what you can to yeah. keep on. And she was really happy to see me. She doesn't, I mean, obviously when you go into a place like that, you don't know who's gonna see you or who's gonna come see you. And yeah. we're not like super close friends, but close enough where it's like, yeah, I need to go see her. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure that meant a lot to her. So good on you for showing up for your friend. That's most of yeah. life I've learned is just being there. Exactly. Uh, and that's all she needs right now is people to be there for. Um, but yeah, what it turns out is what, something I've learned is uh, whether it's somebody that's, uh, you know, going out because she's in, she is in recovery and she 
probably wants to remain in recovery, but you know, obviously this is somewhat of a relapse. Um, I've learned that people always have some type of secret or something that they're holding back that keeps them sick or wanting to do that themselves. And that's exactly what it was. She had a secret that she didn't want to share with anybody. And as soon as she told me, I was like, really, that's it. And, uh, and then we laughed about it because she was like, it was, I wasn't the first person she told, but the more people she tells, the less it's like, you know, the less it can eat you alive, you know? That's so true. I know personally, we, you and I kind of chatted a little bit before we went on through messages yeah. and stuff, just about like our own histories with our mental health journeys. I like to call them because I'm yeah and lame. Yeah, um, but I get yeah, it. Like as cliche and dumb as it sounds, like knowing that you have someone that you can turn to and spill your guts to, or even be with, like just be in the presence of. It makes the world of a difference. It makes the world of a difference. It does. It does. The hardest, sometimes the hardest part is just, is, is breaking that, um, breaking through and actually doing it and asking for help. Um, like we say, like there's all kinds of cliches and like recovery that people say like, oh, the, your phone feels like it weighs a thousand pounds and you don't want to call anyone and stuff like that. Yeah, and we it's can have like a crossword puzzle of all the cliches from mental health. And oh, so in general, um, but yeah, uh, so kind of wanted to start out. We obviously the first thing we usually talk about on here is mental health, obviously, which we've already started talking about, but um, just kind of uh, your your history, um, with you know, your diagnose, diagnoses, I believe is the correct way to put it. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the correct way to put it. Yeah, because I try to describe that to people about myself. Um, and just kind of your history with, uh, with mental health and kind of your, your journey and where you're at with your journey, because I know it's, uh, it's obviously come a long way. You wouldn't want to get on live if you were still uh, in no. a bad place. Um, so you've obviously no. made some progress. So my whole journey, it's kind of all over the place, which I think is pretty common for people. It's not like a, one day I felt sick, the next day I got help, and now I'm better and doing incredible. But yeah, something for me, I would trace it back to my teenage years. I mean, when I was 13, one of my friends um, was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor, and some, it was traumatic. Um, yeah. to say the least, watching her kind of deteriorate and, deteriorate and eventually pass away. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I would pinpoint trouble starting for me. Um, I'm recently, so I recently started going to therapy again when I was, I guess it was January of this year. Um, recently started going to therapy and I yeah. finally found a therapist that's like, she really gets me and she really wants to just dig in and like get to yeah. the core, which is super important because as someone who's been through, I've been through a few therapists through my years yeah. since I was like 15 Same. and having the right match of your therapist who you can fully trust and who you can fully like tell your entire being to is so important. So I found, I found my gal, I found my um, therapist soulmate and, we were able to really dig into just really who I am, what has been going on in my life. I actually, I was so fed up with the previous therapists that I've gone to that have been kind of like, you should 
the quote was like, you should change your thought patterns whenever I was like, hey, I feel like shit and I want to die. They're like, you should change your thought patterns. I'm like, that's amazing. I can't believe I paid $300 for this. But yeah. my current therapist, I wrote her a letter. Um, I've always been better at writing down my feelings and writing down everything that I want to say versus saying it because I don't want to forget anything. I want to make all my points and I don't want to get too emotional because I cry when I talk. So I wrote my therapist this big long letter and it started out like, here's who I am. I'm 26 years old. I have no idea what I'm doing. Here's my past. Here are a couple of traumatic things that have happened to me. I'm here because I really need you. Please let me trust you and please let me get the help that I need because I'm desperate at this point. So really- And what, and what were you kind of struggling with? Just major the, mainly the depression for the most yeah. part? So I was diagnosed with major depression when I was about 15 years old. Um, which wasn't too like, rare. like it wasn't a huge shock. I'm like, yeah, I, that's pretty much me. Like, I didn't know if I was just going through an emo phase or anything, but I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely having some problems, which a lot of people, um, a lot of people didn't agree with. There were some girls at my school at the time or even later in life who were like, you're not depressed. You just want attention because when they see me in school or when they see me on social media, yeah. I look like I'm like doing well and I'm smiling in pictures, but like people don't get it that that doesn't equate to a happy, healthy mental life. So yeah, you can put the mask on real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. being able to convince people that I wasn't, that I needed help and maybe I needed a little bit of, um, a little bit of empathy was, was a really big battle for me, but major depression, um, anxiety disorder has been very prevalent in my life. Thankfully, I was able to get the help I needed through medicine, which changed my life. Being able to go to a grocery store without sweating profusely and like feeling like I'm going to pass out and just yeah. like too many people telltale symptoms of anxiety attacks. Um, it's nice to be able to live a life without without those fear, a lot of fear. Yeah, but sorry, I'll ramble for a little bit and then we can then we can get on from That's my okay. story. There was a moment when I met my newest therapist um, where we kind of talked about everything and I told her everything because I finally felt comfortable with her. There were therapists before that I didn't, maybe I left out some details of things that I had done or things that I'd experienced because I wasn't comfortable with them. Um, yeah. But being able to really open up to the right therapist changed everything because she identified that I had some unresolved PTSD um, from some experiences that I'm not ready to talk about. Um, with everyone, but some things that I finally felt comfortable enough to talk about with um, my therapist. So being yeah. able to identify what exactly is going on, or even knowing that someone can kind of understand you is a game changer. She also found out that I'm, well, through some testing, we figured out that I'm what they call an HSP, which sounds totally made up, but it's <laughs> a highly sensitive person, which is an actual personality category that a quite a few people fall into, but they just don't know. They yeah. end up just going their whole lives with people telling them, oh, you're a baby, you're too sensitive, you don't, you're not- I can, think of, I can think of a couple people, uh, yeah, that probably I could, that could oh, fit yeah. that diagnosis, yeah. And it translates into so many aspects of your life, whether it's relationships, it can even like be, it can even come out in like your physical senses, which is kind of crazy. Like. If there's too much noise going on, I get a little rattled. I don't like certain textures. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'll send you an article on it because it is very interesting and it might be worth sharing to your followers. 
Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm always uh, all about learning new, different, uh, whether it's a disorder or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I learned – I'm all about learning, like, especially in the last few years. I just, like, I can't get enough of different um, – hearing, especially hearing other people's stories, like, um, and their experiences with it. Because this kind of started off, I, I like how you said uh, you communicate, like like to communicate a little bit better, and you can do that a little bit better in writing form. This started off as a blog uh, because basically how Modern Day Overthinker started was very um, not organized at all. Um, <laughs> it started out as this used to be a separate a, a brand and account altogether. It was called Now That's College. Um, I used to post ridiculous, drunk, crazy people doing crazy different things, trends, whatever it was. Um, oh, that, that was my light that just went off. Um, but uh, so it changed completely because I was like, and it was about it was about college and I was out of college. I was like, I'm old. Like it doesn't like, I don't, I'm not feeling this anymore. And my friend was doing it with me and my friend kind of just ghosted and just stopped being a part of it. And we kind of had a disconnect with another thing anyway. And um, we both went our separate ways and I kept trying to keep it aboard because, you know, I had developed on Twitter, I mean, I still have the Twitter account. I was able to change the Twitter account to Modern Day Overthinker 2. That's where we started, and it was getting close to – it was over 25,000 followers. Um, yeah, which is a big deal. We can talk about your growth and your following recently, <laughs> uh, and dealing with that, um, I'm sure, is fun. Oh, it's uh, I bet it's very interesting. Yeah, I have some questions about that we'll get to. Um because uh yeah it the way it now that's college started was kind of a joke and we were just like posting different like relative stuff like that related to college students and this is when twitter first started getting popular so everybody was on board and it was twit and it was when twitter was better to be honest with you i don't like twitter as much as i used to yeah um it really changed um like i like seeing things in order mm -hmm. i don't like seeing them all over baby yep i feel you yeah. It really pissed me off when they changed that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was able to switch that to Modern Day Overthinker. I was able to switch this to Modern Day Overthinker and start fresh. And it was like, I really want to do something different. I've always been really uh, open about my mental health. Um, but I also wanted to talk about other things like that, just stuff like that people don't normally talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe – I thought about getting into conspiracy theory stuff, but I was like, uh. Oh my gosh, you should totally do it. Yeah, there's I some. I love that. I know, I know. And there's some really, it's a thing, it's weird though, because like, it used to be a totally different uh, demographic of people, and now it's completely changed. Um, yeah, like, there's like, the conspiracy theorists, like the, like the, the OG Alex Jones stuff, um, yeah. before he went completely insane. Um, Is that the guy who's like aliens? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, frogs. There's gay frogs. And yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend has a theory about that because he's a big conspiracy theorist. 
he thinks that they got to him. The government got to him, and they told him that he knew too much and that they were going to kill him, or he needs to say he's crazy and say that this is all an act, and which is which is what he did. He went to court and he said like this that you know most of the, what he says is bullshit, and that he was um, acting and basically said he was uh, like basically discredited himself. Um, so and then he started talking about all the weird stuff that doesn't make sense, like the the gay frogs, or like if you drink the water, like they're poisoning the water and all that stuff, you know. Okay, on a very real note, do you follow Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two at all? He's very out there, I've heard, but no, I don't. Look into his Joe. Ro okay, I'm like I hate Joe Rogan. I hate Joe Rogan, but I'm. I already knew. I, I, I already knew you hated Joe Rogan. I could tell because my you're a lot like my friend Callie, and um, from what I've seen you post and how uh, like your views on things, <laughs> a lot of women don't like Joe Rogan anyway. I think it uh, must be the misogyny. He's just anyway, very so Tom pro. Tom DeLong is yeah. on a. He stepped into Joe Rogan and was on an episode with him. And this man just goes off about aliens. He's like, yeah, well, like, the CIA invited me to the Pentagon. And, like, it's just like, dude, I, you... I got lost. Yeah. The aliens thing, I mean, I, I definitely believe in aliens. I'm, oh, there's, no there's no doubt about that. Are inviting Blink-182's frontman <laughs> to talk to the CIA about alien life? Like, I guess we'll find out or not, so. Well, I mean, Dennis Rodman was, like, uh, talking to North Korea, so I don't know. You never know. What a time to be alive. Uh, there's so many weird things going on. Um, but, yeah, um, what was I going to, what were we talking about? Now Sorry, I lost I track things. Interrupted. You so you were talking off. about conspiracy Oh, the change. I was talking about the change of the, of the brand, too, yeah. And conspiracy theories, like, you know, there's certain ones that I do, honestly, you know, have legs, and I kind of really got into and interesting like 9-11 real weird inside Stuff. job yeah yeah i'm all about the inside job thing jfk absolutely the grassy knoll don't get yeah. twisted yeah i went to uh which i think you have a catholic background as well because you're from dubuque oh i, think I know kinda, I, think I, do. Yeah. I, I think you kind of have to um that's like all of dubuque um it seems <laughs> like um and uh, I went to Catholic school for most of my life. And uh, one of the things that, um, oh man, the Catholic school, the Catholic education, a lot well, of things, off, but yeah, I can go off. But uh, now I, I lost my train of thought when I was going with that. Um, Catholic conspiracies, the Da Vinci Code, we could go on and on. This could yeah, be Catholic conspiracies, right <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when I remember, just I remember when I was I remember 9-11 like when it happened because obviously I believed all that stuff but when I look back at it I'm just like oh this is messed up but I went to it I went to a school called JFK so I had this fat so I developed a fascination for JFK and yeah I looked into that and I was like this doesn't make sense something stinks um, here yeah for sure yeah something stinks here and I also realized that he's like he was just a huge player but totally, um totally yeah. glamorized the shit out of the Kennedys and for what for what yeah. They also killed Marilyn Monroe. Don't even tell me otherwise. I shady shit going on. I assume that probably happened. Um, a lot of people get killed, you know, suicided. Um, I, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Obviously, he didn't hang himself. Um, like I'm all on that. Um, what about Kurt Cobain? 
That's uh, Kurt Cobain's a questionable one as well. Yeah, because uh, the what's what was her what's her name? Um, Courtney Love. Love. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. That one's another one. But yeah, I could go on about that. But yeah, there. I wanted to. I think I still will do a podcast on that, focused on that. Uh, I just haven't decided when I'm going to do it. Um, my friend Callie will want to be a part of that for sure. Oh, she's yeah. like all about. She's done her research for sure. She's really into it. She wanted she wanted to do aliens, just just aliens, like just an episode on aliens. I think I think you have enough like groundwork laid that you could you could launch pad off that idea. Yeah, I I haven't done much re much research on that, and I haven't seen like you know how they leaked some stuff last year, and like nobody really talked about it. Right, it was in the middle of the pandemic. We're like because they're like we're, we're just gonna happy. sneak this. And they're like, by the way, aliens are real, and we're like, what? And then we moved on. Like what? Yeah. We're like, <laughs> but COVID is so. But we're dying. Yeah, <laughs> they like things... threw us a bone. See if we'd notice. Uh, yeah. It's weird. It's all about timing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, moving on from that. Uh, but yeah, I switched everything over. I wasn't able to switch over my Facebook page because Zuckerberg's an asshole. Um, Isn't he though? Isn't he? He though? is. He's really the worst. Somebody, uh, because I recently started doing uh, stand-up comedy because it's like getting me out of my comfort zone. I've always liked comedy. Um, <laughs> And I did a couple open mics. The second open mic I did, after the show, I was talking to one of the other comedians. And he's like, has anyone told you you look like Mark Zuckerberg? And I just wanted to punch him in the face. Did you walk right out? <laughs> I was like, first <laughs> of all, no one. So. I think that's a really big stretch. I bet his arm hurt from that stretch. Yeah, it's a big stretch. I was like, I'm white and my hair kind of looks similar, I guess. But that's about it. Um, I was like, no. And I'm, and I was like, first of all, I have a personality. Second of all, yeah. I am not a robot. Oh my god! Um, he's just like, how? Do, it's so funny. I love watching videos of him. When he was uh, testifying for Congress that one time, and he was just like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, are you drinking, real? <laughs> he's like drinking water, like all weird, and like, just yeah, he's not real anymore. Nice try, Zuckerberg, but we're on to you. Yeah, or he's like he posts pictures of like him grilling with his buddies that are like probably like people he hired to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not grilling. Get real. Someone's grilling for you. You're yes. Just yeah, you're just posing. Yeah. <laughs> or he did a weird video on the Fourth of July. Did you see that? Wasn't he like jet skiing or <laughs> yeah, skiing or something? He was like surfing, but it was like a motorized surfboard, and like he oh. had some. It was actually kind of cool and funny at the same time. I think he actually played it off pretty well. Um, but he probably had, you know, people that told him, you're going to do this. The TikTok uh, community gets really outraged with Grimes, who's oh, yeah, yeah. partners yeah. with Elon Musk. And mm. anytime Grimes posts anything, they're like, shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> she tries to defend Elon every single time. She's like, he's trying to do this and they're like he could also solve world hunger with like one check but he's not so but let's just fun. focus let's they're so obsessed with space and it's it pisses me off so much i'm like i get it you guys want to get out of here like because you can but do you but, think there may be something to that like they might be on the inside ring that's like we need to get shit's about to go shit's about to go down yeah that's what i'm that's another conspiracy that i've kind of heard people talk oh, yeah. about um like they're trying to get out like clearly mm -hmm. we're in That's end like, times we're in end stage capitalism right now 
Yeah, they're spending billions of dollars. It's just ridiculous. And it's a pissing match between the two of them. Uh, is, Bezo- yeah. Be- Bezos and fucking Elon Musk. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, and I can never cancel Amazon. It's terrible. Um, it's so bad. Anytime a package from Amazon shows up my door, I'm like, okay, let's get out of this. Like, let's hide this real quick so my neighbors don't know I'm giving in. Like supporting, yeah. Supporting. At this point, at this point, it isn't. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but yeah, I could talk about conspiracy theories all day. But uh, anyway, about the highly sensitive person thing, tell me a little bit more about that and like how that, di- how you were diagnosed and kind of how that was pointed out to you. And um, yeah. Because when I think of that, I was just like, oh, you know, she's just really triggered by everything. I just hear the word triggered and I think of that meme. And yeah, it's like all the time. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not trying to offend you. I was just like, Oh, I'm not offended. I'm, uh, I get worse things on TikTok lately. So I'm, I'm very, we'll get it. We'll get, we'll, we'll get into the, uh, the, the messages that you receive. Cause I, I, I'm sure they're fucking terrible. A lot of them. They're interesting, but okay. Uh, so highly sensitive person. Never have I ever heard of this until January or had I ever mm-hmm. until January when I met with my cool ass therapist that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. I finally got a cool ass therapist too. I had a cool one before, but I had like an insurance deal. Uh, don't even get me started on that. Uh, where oh. I had to switch. Yeah. Mental health care coverage could be a whole separate little beast that we could do, but I'll. Yeah, I, I work in the industry. I work in the insurance industry, so yeah, I know how fucked up it is. It's, it's bad. Yeah. So lucky enough for me, I found a therapist who takes sliding scale insurance. So or not good. even insurance. It's like sliding scale. Like you tell her how much money you make she makes it work to your budget. It's like extreme, the most affordable therapy I've ever gotten and like the best therapy I've ever gotten. So yeah, here I am. I take my letter that I wrote to my therapist. Here's all my problems. Help me out. Um, took it to her. We kind of talked about a few things and she goes, you know what? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and we have our masks on because it's like January still and we weren't vaccinated. Yeah. You know what? I think, um, I think I know a personality category that you fall into. And I'm like, is it? psycho like (laughs) yeah Yeah. she's like have you ever heard of the highly sensitive person and I answer no but we go through like this test it's of course like a personality test that you go through it's written out Mm -hmm. um and a lot of the traits that a highly sensitive person have has I have so little things like do you hate certain textures like it can be as like tangible and as intangible as possible but like one of the things is like do certain textures and noises bother you and I'm like yeah like always like when I was a kid my mom knew that I couldn't touch like certain fleeces without like getting really upset about it like little things like that where it was almost mm-hmm. like am I, I had a friend like ha- I have a I had a friend that was like scared of paper towels like she couldn't touch them yeah the text certain textures I swear but um when you're growing up and people are constantly telling you you're a baby you're why are you so sensitive you don't need to cry about it you don't need to do this but like yeah a highly sensitive person like in conclusion i could go on and on is someone who has like such a deep rich personal like inner life they call it the inner life so like your thoughts your feelings like it's so deep and rich that like you're constantly playing out scenarios you're 
you're feeling the feelings that other people feel, but on an elevated like steroid level. So like when I'm sad, I'm really sad. When I'm happy, I'm elated. I'm high on life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just experience things in a deeper, more sensitive way. And it's hard to explain to people and it's hard to- Cause it almost sounds that when you said it like that, it almost sounds bipolar in a sense. It does almost, that's, I was almost mixed diagnosed by an yeah. for bipolar disease, but- they almost really? threw that one at me one time too, and I was like, "That yeah. was when I was really when I was really young." And my parents were like, "Nah, we're seeing somebody else now." Yeah, I mean, the highly sensitive person is worth looking into. If you've ever felt like, "Why am I crying all the time?" Like, "Why?" I feel like no one gets me. There have been instances that are kind of embarrassing. Like, I was out for wine in Minnesota with my friends that I was visiting, and I just I could not stop crying. Like everything, I was taking super personally. And when people, when you don't understand yourself, it's one thing, but when people don't understand you and they just think like, what is this bitch crying about? Like it, yeah, it yeah. gets tense and you lose friendships over it. Like I've, I've lost friendships. I've lost relationships over being um, overly sensitive. But I feel like since I've been diagnosed or like kind of placed. Aware. You're aware. What Now that I'm aware and now that I know like, my triggers or things that just exist within me. My whole world has changed. Like I'm a different person than I was before January. It's crazy, but long story short, find, find a good therapist. If you see a bad therapist and you're like, I'm not connecting with this, don't give up on therapy. Find- Just move find on, your, find somebody else. Yes, you have to. It is quite literally life or death in some situations. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I've had some bad therapists in the past. Um, and I actually had an experience where um, I don't think she was a bad therapist necessarily. Um, but, uh, you know, I everything, you know, I don't know if you're going in person to your therapist. Are you going in yeah. person? See, I'm not. Um, because the Quad Cities is garbage um, when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to mental health. Uh and getting in to see somebody and also i switched the, the switch from my insurance and stuff like that i actually ended up just saying screw it i'm going to see somebody that doesn't take my insurance i'm just going to pay for it because i have a health savings account that i've been able to accumulate money in. so i was like whatever um i was like i finally want to see somebody that specializes in what i deal with which is ocd and you know yeah and I have, and there's subtypes of OCD, which a lot of, not a lot of people know that because they just think OCD, generally speaking, they think, oh yeah, he has to be organized and clean and da da da. Yeah. I'm very unorganized. Um, uh, I'm trying to be better about cleanliness. I'm cluttered. I'm a very cluttered, I can be very cluttered sometimes. It goes, I go through phases. Um, I'm not a hoarder, which is good. I'm not at that point. Excellent. Um, Love that. Yeah, because I've seen that, and that's bad. That's a bad place to be. Um, but yeah, I uh, found somebody recently because I saw somebody through that did take my insurance. It was virtual um, because I've gotten used to the virtual thing because I've done it for like a year with my old therapist. Yeah. Um, who uh, you know was a great therapist. Um, but I needed to move on uh, to somebody that really specialized in OCD. You know, it really just, that's just not a good match. Like I don't, I definitely, he was a good match for the time being um, for what I needed. Um, he was really helpful. Um, he 
push me. He would uh, call me out on my shit. That was the biggest thing because I, I didn't want like because because I can mani- I can manipulate and and talk around things and or I can turn this I can turn the therapy session and just bullshitting like we're friends. That's what I, I've been doing lately. It's probably terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and I can do that very easily, but I warned him immediately. Don't let me do that. Just call me out, get me back on track. Um, and you know, you're paying these people. They are you're hiring them. Uh, you need to remember that you're paying these people, um, and that this is their job to help you. And you're the patient, and they should be listening to your needs. Um, so I've learned that a lot. And uh, but I saw somebody a couple sessions through like a telehealth service through my insurance company. Um, and it was just very bland. Uh, it was very on the surface stuff. And I felt like I had to start over. I did have my old therapist send her some stuff and, you know, have it, they were going to have a phone call, but then I just was like, you know what, I'm going to find somebody that really specializes in OCD. So I've been familiar with an app, um, and like a community called no OCD or no CD is what they call it. Um, and, uh, they're, the their ad is treat my OCD, but you can find them through no OCD, but that's the name of the app. But, um, I actually connected with the founder of it a long time ago through just networking through blogging and stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, you know, I, I always saw it and I see them post about stuff. Cause I followed them on social media for a long time. And I was like, I'm going to, and I got connected with one of the therapists. She's been on one of my lives. I've been on lives with them. Um, and I was like, I need to just do this. And I found out they don't accept my insurance. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Um, what's the price? I was like, that's really not that bad. That's doable. I recently, you know, I have a health savings account. I recently just got a raise and promoted. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right now. Um, so, uh, and it's worth the money to, for me to not, feel the way I feel uh, every day um, and have to deal with, you know, uh, whether or not I logged out of my computer correctly or was facing the right way. Um, stupid little things that just not slow stupid. me down throughout That's the day. Not stupid. Just, yeah. You need- well, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I label them in a negative way. Um, I do that kind of on purpose um, because I want them to lose their power. Um, so that's kind of why I label it like that. Um, yeah, and, that adds up. and it's and it's just annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, um, so it's basically like uh, the best way to describe OCD is basically um, the way I've heard it described is like basically you have a bully inside your head that tells you that you're not doing something um, appropriately, and that if you don't correct it with a compulsion something bad is going to happen to you or to somebody. I have harm OCD. So mine's all about somebody else. I don't give a shit about me <laughs> in general. Like if it was just me uh, in this world, it wouldn't matter. Um, uh, but it, it's other people that I yeah. think about. Um, and uh, it, I always think something bad is going to happen to somebody else. And if I don't do this certain thing and then my brain will convince me and it'll be like, Oh, a loop that I get stuck in Um, and it's just breaking that cycle. And uh, a lot of the 
the therapy that I'm doing is uh, that I'm getting into is what's called exposure, exposure response therapy, uh, prevention, uh, exposure response prevention, ERP. Uh, So basically you, you know, like for a simple example, logging out my computer and I'm facing a way where I think, you know, I could be harmful to somebody or contaminate somebody or whatever it is. Um, I won't get into the details because it's really weird and hard to explain. Um, But what I have to do is, you know, do what I say I don't want to do on purpose and sit with the anxiety until it goes away. And then I have to do that again and again and again. So it's very hard and it's very, it's stressful. And it's basically peaking. You start with smaller things. You start with a hierarchy um, and you start with the smaller things. You work your way up to the things that, that are like a nine on the anxiety scale. And you start with like the stuff that's like a f- more of a five or a six. Yeah. And you work your way up. Um, that makes so, total sense. So that's what I'm getting into right now. Um, and yeah, the lady I'm with is actually based out of Dubuque, which is hilarious. Um, Love that. Love Dubuque. Shout out. All these Dubuque people lately. I, I saw I saw I saw a, a girl at a meeting that I hadn't seen in a long time, um, just because I've known from recovery. And uh, she was like, "I needed to go to an out of town meeting." And she's from Dubuque. It's such an easy drive, really. It's um, so I'll probably be up there somewhat soon because I've heard about an open mic night that they do on Mondays. And I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I was just there um, on Monday. I was at a comedy show open mic at Monk's Cafe on Bluff. Yeah, that's right. that's what I've heard. That's Monk's fun. is the place to go to. Getting up there and just letting it. it out, but you know, I'm not I'm not very funny. Yeah, I think you're selling yourself short. I'm not like stand up comedy fun. Like I can have like if I could go up in an open mic setting and just say like one line and walk off, like that would be that would be my limit. Yeah, you could start writing down, like, one-liners. There was this comedian that I really uh, liked that passed away a long time ago. Like, I think even – I was really young when he passed away, but I had heard about him later. And, you know, how, like, when people pass away, they their stuff gets blown they, up. They blow up, yeah. Um, and uh, his name was Mitch Hedberg. And um, he's a Midwest guy. He's from Minnesota. But he was just, like, the king of one-liners. Just, like <laughs> – he would get up there and he'd just be obviously super high. Um, <laughs> that's that's how, that's how I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he died. But, that is, but uh, that. yeah, yeah. Comedians are very mentally ill people for the most part. Um, yeah. So I fit, so I fit right in. Um, and so basically uh, he just would, he just spouts off one liners like that. And none of like the, none of the jokes are really that are connected but you're just like spouts off like one-liners and things like that and it's it's you gotta look them up it's hilarious it's Whatever. just great yeah send me the name i'll look it up yeah it's great um but yeah i remember my brother got me his cd when cds were a thing um Vintage. And i think i still have it somewhere i kept a lot of my cds i have a lot of cd cases some They're of the cds are They're some of the some of the cds are gone but i have a lot of the cases for some reason um, Your CDs are probably in like one of those big ass binders that people used to get. My with, like, DVDs are. My DVDs oh. are. Yeah, I have a bunch of DVDs. I used to work at Best Buy. That was my first job, and I would okay. buy DVDs all the time. Yeah, they weren't even that. It wasn't even that big of a discount, but I would see stuff when it came out, or I would see something I liked, and I would just buy it because I was there. 
impulse, so much impulse buying at Best Buy because especially I'm electronics, I'm an electronics nerd too. So it's like, <laughs> so it's perfect, Love perfect that. and terrible. I would just give all my money back to Best Buy, but whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, that's good. I'm, I learned something tonight. Yeah, about the highly sensitive person thing because that makes a lot of sense. Because I know some people that are probably fit that category. Um, oh, yeah, sure. and there's like Instagram accounts of it. Like I followed the highly sensitive person. I'm like, these are my people. Like I'm not. Yeah. Total I've been finding OCD accounts, a lot of OCD accounts too, and I've been following those because I didn't do yeah. that before. I didn't even think about it. I was like, there's got to be. Um, you know, there's a Facebook group or page for everything now. For everything. Yeah, there's, if you think you're alone, go online and you'll find someone who's facing Oh, yeah. That's exactly. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about the whole TikTok thing. We have to talk about let's it. Let's talk about the whole TikTok thing. So first off, with TikTok, I assume you just started a TikTok just for the hell of it, like most of us. Oh, yeah. It was a quarantine hobby that I picked up. Yeah, that you picked up. And the post that you posted was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but obviously it was Iowa related. Was it like, you know, you're from Iowa type of thing? I, I, it was kind of a, you know, you're from Iowa type of thing. It yeah. was, there was a trend where it's like, here are questions I get asked about blank. And I was like, here oh, are yeah, questions yeah. I asked about living in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it attracted Iowa. And Iowa people get jump on board and they love seeing Iowa I stuff. I love it. I love it so much. I was so happy that I found like my people. It was so Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had a, a probably your biggest post today. I did. And, and it was probably what? a one off that you did in five minutes. I, it was, did, I woke you, up this morning and I saw this TikTok from a girl um you know, she's probably on the other side of TikTok. It's not really exactly my cup of tea, but she had posted. You don't know how you even saw it then, because they're pretty good at targeting people. Well, it's because I got a lot of attraction from Iowa and then a lot of, like, conservative Conservatives. Iowa. Like, yeah, my yeah. algorithm is all over the place lately because of the, the interactions of it. But yeah, there yeah. was a post of a girl who said along the lines of, if she had a son who had a girlfriend who was pro-choice, that she would grab her shotgun. And I'm like... And that was it, yeah, yeah. And that was it. So I was just grabbing my morning coffee. I set up my camera in my kitchen and was like, that summarizes a lot of conservative mm -hmm. thought. Like, yeah. you, you're good with, like, protecting embryos, but, like, you would kill a person <laughs> who wasn't pro-life. So, like, that's basically yeah. the summary of the TikTok. It hit a million point two views tonight, <laughs> and I posted it um, this morning. Yeah, this morning. So, not a bad day for old Liz from Iowa, but yeah, yeah. And it was about seven seconds, like I was telling you earlier. The seven seconds. I don't know. I don't know about that. I never heard look it up. I've been seeing it because I started when I first got on TikTok because I'm. Also, I went to school for marketing, and so yeah. social media, social media is like the thing when it comes to marketing now. Um, so I like to study things and learn things. And when I got on TikTok, I was very hesitant about getting on TikTok. First of all, my friend who I was telling you about, my friend who was who I was telling you about was Callie. Was like, you need to get on there and you need to get in 
to gay TikTok because that's where it's at. It All the is. and the gay people are just posting the best stuff, and um, they are. Yeah, you need to get. There's. She was trying to explain to me the different realms and worlds of TikTok, yeah. um, and I was like, okay, this is different, and I was like intrigued, and then I started following a lot of accounts. Um, at first, I unfollowed a bunch of them because a lot of them are bullshit. Like this is how you blow up. This is how the algorithm works and this yeah. and that. But what I've consistently seen is the seven second thing. And I didn't really think it was that big of a deal until I saw your video. I'm like, that was about seven seconds. That wasn't, it was under 10. It was, it was, you short can't see, that's all you can't see. see. Yeah. You can't see the time, unfortunately. I can't, uh, no. but... Can you look it up? I'll, um, I'll look it up eventually, but um, yeah. See, I didn't look at any of the like, Here's how you blow up on TikTok. Hacks. You do the hacks. You just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just kind of went on to be the snarky ass that I am, and uh, it panned yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is any of it exaggerated, or is it just straight, straight up like? Um, no, nothing's really exaggerated. I've always been a pretty dramatic person, so what you see is what you get. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been called like something that I've been thinking of lately is like the concept of a content creator, like an influencer. And it's like, yeah, you really just like are called an influencer by yourself. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to influence you or like, I'm a content creator. AKA yeah. I, I create a lot of content for no one and like, please watch it. But yeah. So I like I content I creator better because I like content creator better um, than influencer. I like that label better. It's Influencer less... feels like it has a lot more power. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Seeing the, yeah. I feel like people who set out to be influencers are like, not dogs. Narcissists. Like anything, but it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the culture. Oh, yeah, for sure. So tell me about some of the, uh, the weird-ass messages that you get on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are comments, too, but, like, getting a lot of uh, – You've made it clear that you're single, which was not a smart move. Um, <laughs> maybe it was. But someone asked me. Someone asked me, are you single? And I, yeah. I'm an you're, open You're honest. Book. Yeah. I've yeah. been an open book. So I, told, I made it very clear to TikTok. I made it clear that I'm single, but I'm not necessarily looking because yeah. I'm trying to focus on. Absolutely. I'm focusing on Liz right now. Um, which is good, because that's kind of, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I thought, like, because I was in a relationship that ended in January, actually, yeah. um, that I ended. Um, and at first, I was like, you know, because I was kind of like, it was kind of like one of those things where I was on the fence for a little while anyway, and just kind of find the right time to really end things. And I couldn't, and I was like, I couldn't do it, you know, right before Christmas, that's oh, really yeah good move i got broken up with on christmas eve one time do not uh, recommend uh no no it would have destroyed her i destroyed her anyway uh it, either way it was gonna be bad um but yeah she it was and i kind of blindsided her it was it was not good um but i after that i was like after i was like as soon as that happens you're gonna feel better and you're gonna want to you know date so i got on all the dating apps like pretty quickly um <laughs> And I was like, these all suck. 
They're first terrible. Of all. Yeah, especially They're... now you got like no one on. There. Yeah. Yeah, unless I want to be a stepdad, and I'm not trying to do that. Um, so yeah. many people no with kids. No single moms, but sometimes it's a responsibility, for sure. I, it's not something I want to get into. I don't even know if I can handle, I can barely handle taking care of myself. Like, what are you? No, I, can't. I had a father of two um, just straight up message me, marry me. And I was oh, like, yeah. that's a yeah. lot. Good start, yeah. <laughs> Good start. That's another thing is like, trying to think of like creative ways because because you know and the girls that are on there that are you know worthy of messaging are getting tons of messages so how do I stand out from them you know like it's just like a game that I didn't really want to play anymore and yeah. I also figured and I also figured out I was like I was like, I need to work on, there's stuff I need to work on. I don't really need to focus on this. I'm wasting a lot of my time. And it was also making me somewhat depressed at the same time. It's like, I'm not having really that much success with these dating apps. I'm kind of, it's kind of doing the opposite to my ego. So I was like, I'm done. I'm deleting all of them. There's one that I paid for that I have on my phone because I paid for it and I'm cheap. And I'm like, I'm not gonna not use it because I paid for it for so long. Yeah. So. So I like fuck around every once in a while and I'll be like, you know, like, like, and maybe I'll send a message if I'm not feeling too lazy, but that's about it. I'm just like, I don't really care right now. I am trying to, for the first time in forever, I'm going to the gym. I hated the gym for the longest time. I still hate it. Um, it sucks for sure. But I hate, I hate it less. Um, <laughs> you know, I've developed a pretty decent playlist, which helps me a lot. Um, which is just all, all like hardcore, not hardcore, but all rap because that's all I listen to. I'm just like I'm all Ooh. Nicki Minaj, baby. That's the only thing I listen there you to go. for exercising. There yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm like I have a bunch of DMX and like RIP. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Um, and uh, old three six mafia and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. Um, but no, yeah. speaking of dating apps, let me let you in on a secret. And I think a lot of guys need to hear this. Yeah. The key to dating apps is to not share too much. When I go on, so I'm on Bumble because I'm banned from Tinder for reasons I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm banned from Tinder. Someone told me if you put your Venmo in your um, Tinder bio, that they'll ban you automatically. Like, it's so you did? Go from Tinder. So I think I did that one time when I was like, it's my birthday, buy me a drink. So I think yeah, they yeah. banned me then, and then I tried to log on, and it was just a no-go. So I'm on Bumble. Yeah, Tinder's kind of, anyway. Bumble but, yeah. is iffy, especially when you're in an area where no one's on Bumble. So like, yeah. That's where my ex met her boyfriend now, because she moved quick. Bye. Pretty, quick, pretty quickly, yeah. Bye. Yeah. So... Yeah. What you need to know about Bumble as a man, this is a app built for women. So you're on there. You exactly, because I'm sitting there waiting, just waiting. Exactly. Yeah. This is like our basketball court, and you are just like there. So and I'd rather have it that way. I don't like to send the first message. I, like, <laughs> Perfect. Join yeah. Bumble. Um, I did. Do, but, but anyway. What you need to do is not have that much information out there. When I go on a profile and there's like a whole novel, like bio, like I'm so-and-so, the picture in the third with the kids is my sister's kid. Like 
just say nothing. Have your picture there. Have your height there if it's something you're proud of. Have your education background if that's something you're proud of. And then just let it go. Like your picture will speak for itself. If you're a fun guy, you'll be fun in your pictures. If you're a boring guy, it'll show in your pictures. And just like, don't take yeah. it so seriously. It's not a job application. It's a, like, it's supposed to be a fun thing, you know? Yeah, and I think that's what I, I tried to do is I tried to treat it, tinker it way too much. And I was just like, got, got obsessive about it. And I've also been told uh, recently that I have another subtype, that I might have another subtype of OCD, which is relationship OCD. Where, oh, I obsess, where I, yeah, I'm like, damn it. Where I obsess about like my last relationship, I was obsessed with like, is this the one? Is this the, you know, is this the person I want to spend the rest of life? And I would constantly go through that. Like, can I do better than this? Is this the best I can do? All those questions. And I was like, I shouldn't be asking all these questions. Um, <laughs> I think if I, I think if I know, I think I, I would be a little bit more confident in knowing, you know, not like that it's the one. And I don't know, but also I have, I could be obsessing over it for no reason. Um, so we're not sure yet. That's kind of a developing one I'm developing. See, that's a Midwest thing. And that's something I say like very passionately because in Midwest culture, if you're not married by the time you're 27 and if you're not having babies by the time you're 30 it's like what are you doing but if you move to the coast or like in more urban areas it's more like you're dating for fun you're not dating to settle down when you're a child bride 27 like you're yeah. trying to find your actual person and like establish your life so something that I've talked about a lot in my therapy sessions is like letting go of the expectations expectations of my environment and like quit looking at every single person that I know that is on a certain life path like no shame to their life path they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing but like realize comparing. a lot of comparing no pressure to settle down yeah there's a lot of comparing and a lot and I get a look and I'm getting the pressure come, I don't know about your family but I get the pressure from the family too um I've got oh it. I shut that down real fast yeah <laughs> yeah well, over the time, like, my grandma, like, I was, before this last girlfriend I had, um, I really wasn't really in a serious relationship since, like, early, like, sophomore year of college. I'm 31, so um, it was a long time ago. And we dated for three weeks, <laughs> so it wasn't that serious. <laughs> um, but it was, like, official, I guess. Yeah. Um, that was my last official relationship. And before that, it was just high school stuff. And so I never really had like a, um, a serious, like, long term relationship. I was so used to like, being alone, being comfortable with myself. I got comfortable, more comfortable with myself that way. So I was, um, you know, I've been a work in progress for a long time, especially since I quit using drugs and drinking. Um, so I, it's, ever since then, it's just been like, I need to, I've been focusing on me. And also I don't meet people like I used to. Well, um, it's kind of hard to in a global pandemic to you. Before that, before that though. Oh, um, okay. Even before that, like when you're, I was a bar rat. Um, I would go to bars all the time. That's like where I met people. That's, I could go to a bar by myself and. Retweet. Yeah, same. Yeah, and I'd be perfectly comfortable with that. And I'd know somebody because, you know, 
Davenport isn't that big. It's only a little bit bigger than Dubuque. And I'd normally just go out in Davenport. Um, and I, I lived downtown for a while. So I knew a lot of people. I bartended for a while. So I would always know someone where I was going. Um, so that just turned into a bad lifestyle for me. Um, it, 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 it turned into a lot of issues. And a lot of my you know, my medication that I take for my OCD anxiety it specifically says do not drink, specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that, that is a huge thing. Um, so, uh, and but I was doing way other, I was doing a bunch of other stuff too, but I don't like to talk about it because I want to stay employed. Um, but so I just say I quit drinking and it's way easier to say that um, to people because it's a socially acceptable thing. Yes. Um, and people understand it. Like Kim Reynolds. Um, <laughs> Don't get me started on uh -huh. Kim Reynolds. <laughs> well, she's... Uh, she also doesn't drink, and she's in recovery. Fun fact. Um, but I don't know that because I saw her at a meeting, so I can say that. I didn't see her at a meeting. Well, I'm saying that... <laughs> I don't go to those meetings, so... Okay. I go to the other ones. Um, I don't go to AA. Um I'll just leave it at that because if I say some more, then somebody sees it, they'll get all pissed off about anonymity and break, good. You're good. Um, breaking rules and shit. Even though I want to break them, all of them, um, because I want to promote um, things because that's why the way I am. Um, but it's supposed to be about um, attraction rather than promotion. So, right. so people. So a lot of people have reached out to me just because I've, they noticed that my life has changed a lot over the last few years. Um, and they're like, well, what are you doing? Like, and then I'll tell them, you know, this is what I've been doing. I've been going to these meetings. I've been, you know, hanging out with people in recovery. I've been, you know, working steps, um, going to therapy, taking medications as prescribed. Um, <laughs> that's the, that's the not key. taking, <laughs> not taking, uh, not taking other people's medications. Yeah, uh, things like that. So learned a lot about myself. But the relationship thing um, has always been weird for me because that was like my first serious relationship. I'm like, is this is, it? is this what it's supposed to be like? And it, and honestly, I'm I'm like, at the end of the day, I talk to a lot of other people, and uh, the people that you know can be honest with me and tell me, you know, the way it is. Uh, like yeah that's uh we think you're selling yourself short there a little bit so i kind of had to happens. i was settling is what i was doing um I is what I... times. yeah yeah because i was just like i don't i was so sick of being by myself being alone i was like dead and and she started out as a friend um we were just gonna be friends that was like the thing and then I gave in and things just took off from there. And I, two years later, I'm like, uh, I feel stuck. I need to go. <laughs> I feel like two years is always the limit. Like once you get to two years, you're like, what the fuck? Like I was in a relationship. The most serious relationship I've ever been in was when I was 18 to 21 years old. And I was dating this man had it all together a few years older than me like very realistically this man could have been my husband and I would have like three kids by now but yeah. I was young and like things just weren't matching up like I don't think anyone should commit to anyone before they're 25 years old 
Your frontal lobe is not developed yet, first of all, physically. Second of all, you're not True. even who you are yet, and you're going to keep developing into the actual adult that you are. No shade to anyone who gets married under the age of 25, but personally, I, I'm just now coming into myself, so it would have been really weird if I would have married someone and then changed and then definitely got divorced. But okay, yeah, that happens guy, all the time. All the time. The divorce rate is very high for people who get very like married really young. Yeah. But I could have been married by now, realistically. Like I had a house with a man, like we were very into it, but things just sometimes don't pan out. And I think the two year mark is this is scientifically mm -hmm. I'm making shit up. Scientifically yeah. where things either like you're either getting engaged at that point or you're just done. So Respect to you for breaking things off, especially after Christmas, if that's the same girl. But yeah, same girl. I didn't have such a route. Yeah, it was it was very, very difficult to do. Uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, and uh, yeah, but also it's like, you know, it's part of me was like, oh man, because she really really fell for me really hard and I wanted and I couldn't match it because she's like she's codependent um she might even be watching this I don't know um so but I couldn't match I could not match that level of um I don't know attachment I like guess seriousness and yeah I couldn't match that it just was unmatched but also at the same time it was like I've never had anyone feel like this about me. And like, I felt like I was like for a while there, I was like, I felt like it built my confidence up a lot, you know, knowing that. And I was like, but this isn't fair. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's just like, it's like, yeah, I know I loved her, but I don't know if I, I never will. I don't know if I'll never figure out if I was in love with her. You know, it's like weird weird dilemma and it's also something i've obsessed over a lot because and another reason uh that i've been bringing that up in therapy and she's like you've talked about this a lot I'm like, I'm like yeah oh my god yeah well that's important to you and that's an important like life phase that you went through and, and I it's somebody i and it's somebody i have to see on a regular basis because she's also in recovery oh, sure. um and the community in my area is not very big so Davenport, um, Iowa. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, there's the Quad Cities, um, so it's kind of its own thing. Um, like the meetings are all like related um, in the same area. They base it out of the Quad Cities, not just Davenport. But still, it's um, and I'm involved in like you know doing like outreach service type of stuff, and so is she, and she likes doing that. So we have to learn we've been trying to learn to get get along and for some reason i was doing really well for a while for a while like with the relationship ended um i still felt a little weird but you know it was fine and i was comfortable seeing her and then just a couple months ago um she called me um and said uh it was late she's like I have something to tell you. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I'm seeing someone. I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you want me to respond to this? Um, yeah. Rob, that sucks. 
was like, is this for me or is this for you? Um, I think it was for her at that point. Yeah, she's like, I just wanted you to hear it from me. Um, and I'm like, because we have similar friends too. Um, and some of my friends knew, and I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, but whatever, I wasn't going to hold it against them because she told them specifically not to tell me. Oh. Um, and I'm just like, this is really weird. Like, I hate to be a one-upper, but I'm going to one-up you right now because- Do it, like, do it. Yeah. The man that I was in love with and like dated for a few years when I was like 18 to 21, I found out through the grapevine, like my whole family even knew, my whole family knew, but they weren't telling me that he had gotten another girl pregnant and they were getting married. And I was like, what? Like, it was months after we broke up and like, I broke up with him technically, but it's, it's still weird. It's so weird, especially when you're in a small town. Oh, where were you? Like, you were in Dubuque? I was in or Dubuque. Or were you in Dubuque? You which is pretty small. I mean, it's not like big. It's not big, but it's like, it's Iowa big, apparently. It's Iowa big. It is. Because there's a lot of small towns in Iowa. I was just in one this weekend. Um, then Marcus, Iowa, which is near Sioux City, it's just like in the middle of nowhere. Nice, yeah. Uh, but that's because I was doing service stuff. Um, but um, I do it statewide now because I can't say no to people um, when they ask me to do things. Um, another thing, I've, another thing I've learned about myself: people pleasing. Trying not to do that. Oh, that's um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm trying to learn more about myself, um, focusing on what I know needs to be focused on. And yeah, the exercise thing was just never a part of my life. Uh, and it didn't have to be for the longest time. Like for the longest time, I was just always super skinny and I uh, didn't have to really worry about it. Like, Save you know, get, until I was like 25. What the hell? 25 is the number. 25 is <laughs> the number and it hits you hard. And you're just like, damn it. Now I got to start doing stuff. So I was like, all about like eating whatever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted. Living the dream, yeah. Not going to the gym, not running unless I was chased. I still kind of have that rule. Yeah, um, I do the elliptical, but that's like, the, that's like the only thing. I won't run on a treadmill or like run outside. I bought foot. a treadmill during quarantine and I ordered it online from Walmart and it showed up and it is the smallest treadmill you'll ever see in your life. Like, and I'm a pretty <laughs> big person, like I'm five foot nine and I'm like, not like tiny by any means. And I look ridiculous on this treadmill, <laughs> it's so bad. but it's a treadmill nonetheless. And it got me through um, quarantine, but whatever. Yeah. So do you do any gym stuff or is that? No. So one of my favorite TikTokers is Tinks, T-I-N. T-I-N-X. And okay. she's a believer in the rich mom walk, which is dressing up in a cute little outfit, even if it's at leisure. And which is the orange outfit you bought? or is that... The orange outfit. The iconic yeah. orange outfit that I bought. <laughs> yeah. um, and going for walks and just like listening to pump up music where you're like, I'm a boss bitch and just yeah. really feeling yourself and going for a walk that way. I swear. It's, walking can do a lot. It really can. Walking yeah. does a lot. And you know what? You can look good while doing it. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, the walking, I started out just doing walks, actually. Um, and then I, so a couple of my friends, you know, we're always talking about going to the gym and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll try it. And I was paying for a gym membership, actually, and not going for two years. Um, yeah. Another two-year mark. Um, 
but uh yeah i did that and uh i was like I canceled that and I joined a different gym, um, just Planet Fitness, whatever. I was like, Planet Fitness does not get enough cred. It's, yeah. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't like about Planet Fitness is they're not 24 hours on the weekend. I was like, what the fuck? They're 24 what are you, what hours. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to work out at 3 a.m.? What are you doing? I, I'm a weirdo. I'm a night owl sometimes uh, where I just like want to be up or I'm going to be up. Um, not at 3 a.m., but maybe, like, 10 or 11. I could yeah. never. Good yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to work out after this. Like. Oh, my God. I'm not doing shit after 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to work out before this. It just didn't work out timing-wise. Because I actually did a meeting at a treatment center. And I was like. And then I thought I'd have a little bit of time. And I didn't. And somebody called me. And. Failing me. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, during the week, 24 hours. And I don't have to work till 1030 tomorrow, um, which I kind of have a schedule and I kind of don't, which um, I work from home. I know you're doing the work from home thing, which I don't know how you feel. I don't know how you feel about it, but I fucking love it. Um, I get to hang a lot. I get to hang out with my dog a lot. And like, yeah, where is the dog where you're supposed to present the dog? Sleeping? I will have to wake him up for this. He's mad at me right now, but I'll get him. He's mad at you. How, how old is he? <laughs> this is Chandler. Chandler just woke up, so he's in shock. But he yeah. will be two on Halloween, and he okay. is the light of my life. Oh, I love Boston Terriers. Like I was telling you, I grew up with them, and my brother has one. He's my whole personality trait. Like, a lot of my friends are getting married, having babies, and I'm like, I have Chandler. <laughs> and that's, like, yep. it. <laughs> Yeah, I have my cat, which she's locked out right now because she would be knocking over this phone that I have on a, on a little stand right now. Yeah, uh, I feel like that. Oh, yeah, they just love knocking shit over. <laughs> I'm just happy that Chandler hasn't had, like, any barking outbursts at neighbors walking by. So he's been very good during this podcast. That's good. So, does he have those sometimes? He does. He hates the mailman. He hates the mailman. He hates like certain neighbors. Does he hate kids? My dog, my brother's dog hates kids. He loves kids. That's my good. Nephew, he's a big fan of. So it's that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, they're worried about like they haven't had kids yet, which is very like they're going against the grain. Um, they've been married for close to ten years now, a long time. Um, and they got married pretty young, like right out of college. And so they're a couple of years older than me, 33, 34. She just turned 34. My brother's about to be 34. Um, and uh, no, 33, 33. yeah, 34. I was throw that off. I'm getting too old. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they haven't had kids. They've just done a lot of, before COVID, they just did a bunch of traveling, you know, lived their life and oh. got the dog. And uh, th that was their... That was their, what they took care of, and uh, but she hates kids. Like she, the dog. Feels, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, um, they were pushing back having kids anyway. But the dog, it's like another fear. Is like, are we gonna have to get rid of her? If we have kids? <laughs> oh my god! I yeah. Hope I hope not too. I hope I hope it's something where she's like, okay, this person lives here. Like this is fine. 
My yeah. sister just had a baby and she has two dogs and they were the babies for a really long time. So watching them interact with like this tiny infant newborn is crazy. Yeah. I bet. They're not used uh, to it. They'll get used to it though. Yeah. But yeah, she's just so mean. Just like not everybody. Like she loves me because I was around when I first, when I graduated college, I moved out to Chicago right away. I didn't have a job, and they were recently married, and I lived on their couch. <laughs> they hated me. My, my sister all fucking was so <laughs> sick of my shit, um, and I didn't have a job. And I was like trying to find a job. I eventually found a job and moved out. But my main job for a while was taking care of their their dog's name, Stella. Uh, I was take was taking care of Stella because they had just gotten her. Like she wasn't that old, so. So me and her are cool. Um, so she's only cool with this. There's a small list of people she's cool with. My cat is kind of like that, but cats are weird. Cats um, are weird. Chandler's basically a cat, though. Yeah, he's emotional. He just chills. He's just a hard chiller. That's good. Yeah. Maybe though. With, I mean, my cat can be like that. She can chill, but then all of a sudden she'll just hit this burst of energy and just sprint across the room and jump up on something. And just yeah, like, what the hell is that about? I think she's bipolar or something. Cats have know. an agenda. Cats have an agenda. Yeah, yeah. She's she's smarter than I, she's smarter than I think she is for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh yeah, then uh, well yeah. The, what else about what else can we say about Iowa that people haven't? Um, Iowa is a work in progress. As yeah. Um, it's been really fun getting to know people through TikTok. And like, I really saw this one TikTok from this account called N Mills. It's like this guy named Noah Mills. And he's pretty, he's got like a few million following. And he posted this TikTok one day that was like, does anyone live in Iowa? Like, I've never heard anything about anyone from Iowa. And I'm like, we should probably represent a little bit. So I changed my username and made a TikTok about being from Iowa. And there. Oh, you changed it. So yeah. You originally. It was originally Liz and Chandler. And then I changed it to Poot Lovato, which is like an inside joke among people who follow Demi Lovato. And okay. then I changed it to Liz from Iowa. And I guess I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah, you, you kind of have to now. I kind of have to. And I also can never move from Iowa now, so. Nope, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah, which I had the idea that, you know, I, I needed to leave Iowa, but I think I'm pretty comfortable. I also have a house. I'm a homeowner, so. True. I'm pretty, I don't want to move. I've developed a lot of shit in this house, um, and I don't want to move, and uh even though I could sell my house for so much money right now. Right? Real estate is on fire. It's on oh, fire. But then I'd have to find something else. So, yeah. Whatever. I know. I always toy with the idea of moving to California. It's always, it's always, always, always in the back of my mind. So, we'll see. We'll see. It's, if it's so this. expensive, though. It's so expensive. But, like, have you been? <laughs> I've been to California. I was it's very so high. Expensive. I was very high the whole time. So, um, it's worth it. It's worth it. Even sober. Even sober, so worth it. Yeah, yeah. Depends on what part. I mean, I don't know. I went to LA. Um, I was, I went to a movie premiere actually because I was invited to a movie premiere because of the, that was when the blog was, at its not its peak, but it was dying. Sorry, it was it was it was plateaued, 
and uh, I got to go to the Blue Mountain State movie premiere. Um, fun. Which was super fun, and I caught, um, it's not really caught, because I didn't care, but it was funny. Um, we were, we the, the, uh, a group of the people went out afterwards, and I don't know if you've ever seen this show um, before, um, but the mascot is kind of like the goofy character in the show. Um, and he also is one of the writers and directors um, of the show. Okay. And uh, he's like the same person in real life. Um, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Not as ex he's exaggerated on screen a little bit. Um, but some of the other actors were like, not like their character at all. Cause it's just, it's a comedy like, show See, i've never uh, seen the show but i've seen a lot about it sorry i'm gonna put chandler too it's it's a it's a joke and it kind of had a cult following type of thing um, yeah but yeah it was entertaining um there's a lot of entertaining characters and i got to hang out with a couple of the guys afterwards and one of them uh that's in the show where before he kind of blew up was jimmy tatro who's a fucking douchebag is he by the way. Wait, oh yeah i think i know who that is you should He's been pretty popular on He's YouTube. He's on like a couple shows. There was a Netflix show, I think, with him on it. Yeah, yeah. He was on that. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it was a funny show. Um, yeah. He's kind. He's pretty funny, but he was. He was not nice to me at all. I was like, okay, man. He big timed okay, me. Right. He okay. big timed me, and I was like, fuck you, man. Because I, I actually knew one of his friends because I had networked with one of his friends, and I don't know if I came off douchey when I said that like I knew one of his friends and I was like oh yeah you, you're good friends with Kyle you grew up with Kyle and he's like you're it's just like okay whatever man at um, that point it's like whatever fuck off yeah I can't do I can't handle the frat bro dudes like th those are like my least favorite people um oh, goddamn no absolutely yeah um yeah, somebody tried to join, get me to join it. Because I originally went to Northern Iowa for a little while before I yep. graduated from St. Ambrose. And they tried to get me to join a frat there. Like, some guy tried to recruit me and was basically, like, tried to, he talked to me for, like, an hour at a bar one time. And I was just like, dude, you could talk to me forever, and I am not joining your fucking frat. Like, See, like, I'm so dumb. I didn't even know what a sorority was until I, I went to the University of Iowa my freshman semester. Like, my first semester I went, and my roommate – was telling me she's like yeah i'm rushing are you rushing i'm like to, to class like i have no uh, yeah. idea and yeah. she like went in and she like joined the sorority or whatever at the university of iowa and she's like this sorority only allows the really smart and the really pretty girls so like i made it and i'm like that's so fucking cool like good for you and then i ended up transferring schools and someone tried to get me to join a sorority at my other school and I thought they just wanted to be friends with me. Like, they invited me to a couple things. They're like, we're having a wine no. night. And I'm like, thank you for wanting to be my friend. And I got there, and I'm like, this is a fucking trap. <laughs> this it's was a cult. trap. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I did not like it at all. Um, Life comes at you fast. <laughs> yeah, like, and the guy tried to sell it to me. Like, it was, like, in the worst way possible. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, we'll, you'll have connections when you graduate. You'll have brothers for life and all this shit. I'm like. Oh, for sure, man. And and then he said, you could get a job at Enterprise Run-A-Car. I'm like, wait. Shut the hell up. Did you Sign just... me up for this rat at that point. <laughs> now nah, you had me sold. Like, <laughs> you, know who, you know who can get a no. job at Enterprise, Enter, Enterprise Run-A-Car? Anyone. 
virtually anyone not to be a dick but yeah and that's yeah. the thing like i asked my sorority i'm like so why why should i join a or ask my roommate why should i join a sorority and she's like the connections you'll have afterwards and i'm like i have enough charisma i don't have to pay for it like I yeah i don't need to pay for yeah that's the thing i'm not paying for your friendship buddy i'm not like, paying I'm for friends absolutely not which yeah. was like a big thing on TikTok, like Alabama Rush Week. TikTok was I like saw a that. huge thing. Cringe. Big cringe. cringe. And it was all over my page. And I'm like, I genuinely hate this. And I don't want to shit on people for like their own <laughs> things, but I'm not yeah. going to pay for friendship. Yeah, exactly. Quote me on uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. We said that a lot, me and my friends did, because none, none of us did it. So. Um, and- and look at us now. Yeah. There was that going on. And then a lot of people, a lot, some of my friends got sucked into it. And Amway was a huge thing. Shut up. Oh, my God. My boyfriend in 2012 was like, yeah, I'm going to join Amway. I'm going to make like a bunch of money. I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. We're also done. Yeah. <laughs> like you just feed off of your friends buying shit from you. Ugh. It was just multi-level marketing like a pyramid, it's just a pyramid scheme. Yeah, multi-level After- marketing, aka a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get me started. You, yeah, you. We, I can get you in. You just have to pay one hundred and fifty bucks. Wait, wait. First of all, I had to pay you to get into this. No. <laughs> like no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's yeah. so interesting though, like to see how many people do get sucked into that. Like those people. One of my friends, I got sucked into it. It was like the last person I would. So you get sucked into it, and I was like, wow, really? how the fuck? How the fuck did they get you? They, it's... they meaning like the people of the people. Yeah, the, the people they of like, the scheme. Yeah. They feed on people and like target people who are not doing too well financially, which is crazy. And a lot of these multi-level marketing schemes target women, which really grinds my gears. It kills me inside, but that's it. Oh yeah, for another day. Yeah, yeah, because, oh, my God, yeah. Then the, then the biggest one is, like, all those, yeah, the, the nutrition products, and that's another big one. Right. They just feed off of women's insecurities, and it's it's disgusting. I hate it. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't get it. I mean, I do get it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't like yeah, it. It's, it's, you can see where people would get sucked in, but it's it's really sad. Yeah, yeah. What time is it, by the way? Because I oh my god, it's almost nine thirty. When's your bedtime? Do you have a bedtime? My bedtime (laughs) is definitely ten o'clock. You're a hard ten o'clock bedtime person. I'm a hard stop at ten o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a bedtime. It's not exactly me. It's it's Chandler. Oh my god, if you could let me try and position this. He just (laughs) (laughs) he just watches me. He's been watching me this whole time. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But he he has a hard stop at 10 o'clock, so I got to have a hard stop at 10 o'clock. That's good, though. Routines are good. Um, I've tried to get into a better routine, like, of, you know, going to bed at a certain time um, and, you know, reading before I go to bed instead of being on my phone before I'm going to bed. But it's just so hard. Can't relate. Can't relate. Always on the phone. Well, yeah, especially now. Especially now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your notifications are never stopping right now. They're insane. They're insane. And you I don't have them pop up, them. do you? No, they're all muted. But like, if I want to go and look at like, 
this is going to sound really douchey, but I can't keep track of my comments on my TikToks anymore because if I refresh my page, it's gone. Like I'll never, I'll never find that comment unless I take, unless I go through my comments with a, a fine tooth comb, like I'll never see that comment again. That sucks. It yeah. does kind of suck because I'd like to say some snarky shit. Because there's certain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you can take a comment and then do a post about it. That's what's cool exactly. about it. Exactly. Exactly. That's the key. Interact. Interact. Yeah, I'm trying to do that too. More engagement and interaction. Um, but yeah, my OCDs hold me, held me back from uh, from posting on, st on stuff um, yeah. for a while. Yeah. So that's uh, been something I've been working on. That's why I've been more engaged um, and actually posting my face on that on my TikTok, which I didn't used to post my face. Um, I don't like being on I don't like being on camera very much. Um, uh, so I'm getting used to it. Um, it's and I have a lot and I have a lot of opinions and I have a lot of things to say. Um, and uh, so and I can be funny when I want to be. Um, I think that's the beauty of TikTok. Like, Facebook is for your family at this point. Instagram yeah. is for trying to impress people. TikTok is like, as far as I'm concerned, like, the raw look at someone and like, finding that yeah. connection between people who are like minded because your algorithms got your back. And then the people who need to find your content will find your content and you'll form those connections. Because like, Instagram, I feel like a literal ugly duckling, but I get on TikTok and I'm like, these are my, these are my fucking people. Like yeah, you just Instagram's gotta let it all out too, and yourself on there. Yeah, Instagram's too kind of, I don't mind Instagram it for what it is, but it can be really like superficial, like. Totally. Yeah. TikTok is for the outcasts. Like, if you're yeah. on TikTok and you're trying to, like, show off how hot and, like, successful you are, like, no one likes that. Which there is a realm of that, but it's not as popular. Um, exactly. Like, like, I see... Like, get out of here, Kylie Jenner. Like, no one wants I'll that. See, I'll randomly see some really super, like, super hot chick that just, like, posts, like, a, a seven-second video. And, <laughs> and uh, she just, like, and barely does anything. There's and like just mouthing got like, the words to a song. And like, yeah, and it's got like a million likes. Yeah, and I do like some like weird sexual like looking yeah. face. And, and then it's got like a million likes. I'm just like, what? Like, first I, of all, I, I know the algorithm knows I'm single, but Jesus, I don't want to see this. <laughs> that was extremely targeted marketing for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not on here for porn. Like, just, <laughs> there's other sites for that. Like, There's OnlyFans, which is actually bringing they're not blocking the porn anymore come October. Oh, so they actually got a lot of pushback, which is good. They got tons of pushback. I I had a great tweet about that, and it did not get the traction I wanted. I was pissed. I was, Isn't that the was, worst? It's like, this is the best. I was like, this, this is, is the best the, I could provide. This is the funniest thing I could come up with. I said, but I, I was a comment about, like, I commented on an, on an article, and I just, and I, I retweeted it with a comment, and I just said, Dang it, now I have to find a girlfriend. Damn. Goal. It had potential. I, I was like, a lot of potential there. <laughs> Nothing. I feel like that about some of my TikToks. I'm like, this? This is like the, the one. The TikTok today that got like a million point whatever. That wasn't one I'm of like, those. I look no. like shit. Like the ones where I'm like, I have makeup on and here I am saying something clever and you guys don't like it. Like, 
it's reacts. never what you it's never what you think it's gonna be like no. i did a post like which isn't a lot of views for me I've, i haven't gotten my first one that i've gotten over a thousand on tiktok was just me reacting to trump saying that he took the vaccine and the crowd like reacting like yeah they were like some were pissed off and he's like i and he's like i did it anyway i'm like i'm sharing this because more people need to see that trump got the vaccine because there's a lot of idiots exactly. that still won't get it and i was just like i just like made like facial reactions to it i barely did anything and i was just like yeah um he finally said something productive. Was honest. that was productive of him and it made sense and i was like um and yeah that got a bunch of views and i was like what i was like this took me no time at all you just never know what you're gonna get tiktok is a box of chocolates <laughs> it's very random but its consistency is very key i've heard i've learned that yes yes just keep posting shit and eventually something will stick yeah and i'm gonna stick with the mental health. i'm trying to stick with the mental health and like the self-care type of stuff yeah so I support it. I love yeah. this. I love that we were able to gather this evening. You, me, and Chandler, who's still yeah, he my is AirPods still are coming sitting. through my <laughs> you're coming through my phone right now. Oh. Okay. That's the only thing I have the OG AirPods, so they don't last as long. But yeah. I don't even have AirPods, so imagine. I got them through work. Otherwise I wouldn't have got them. Um I got them through like a work perks program that we have through work. Um, otherwise i wouldn't have bought them because they're expensive as shit and they are i'm just i'm not on that level yet but maybe someday yeah maybe when you start getting the the, the tiktok funding um even though that's not that much it can be for that one video though i uh, applied for the creator fund today and i but, got it immediately yeah because you only have to be above a certain you have to have ten thousand followers you have to have one hundred thousand views within the last 30 days and like I kind of surpassed that today. Yeah, yeah, nice. And I have to be over 18, so. Sweet. You meet all the qualifications. That was YouTube's where it's, YouTube is the one that you can make the most money, though. So you got to somehow transition to YouTube. I'm not cool enough for YouTube. I have, I have 15 seconds max of content. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of how I am. I have to, like, have, like, a... I also do videos. I have another TikTok besides Modern Day Overthinker um, that actually has more views, um, but not not many more views. But so since I was like 16, um, one of my creative outlets besides writing, I always like to write stuff, but uh, was recording rap music, but not <laughs> not like. Not like, you know, like, I want to be somebody I'm not type of rap music. Yeah. Like, more like, I'm going to talk about how I feel. More like that, spoken word poetry. Yeah. Not, not, not like, not like atmosphere uh, type of stuff, but kind of more that way. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of comments, which I don't know how to take, um, where they don't think it's me. Um, and like, you sound black. I'm like that. First of all, that's a little dicey, but whatever. Um, I don't know how to respond to that, um, yeah. but they don't think it's me. I have, like literally have had to convince people. Like literally, I've showed somebody a song like sitting with them, and they're like, "Uh." Like, <laughs> so, um, and that's 
Um, so I've been doing a lot of duets with producers because producers will put out a beat and they'll say duet this and rap over it. Um, there's a whole community of producers and rappers. That's another realm of TikTok that you probably haven't seen. I um, uh, I'll share. I'll share something. I'll share something with you so you can look at, um, so, so you can see it. But um, so I've been doing. I've been challenging myself to do like one of those, at least a couple of those a week, if not more. Um, we're all right to the beat, and it's usually they usually like only a minute, and it's just me rapping for a minute, um, and over somebody else's beat. Um, and I don't know. I've been like in a really good creative space lately. So I also Leo season. Of... It's Leo season. Well, it was Leo season. Now we're going into Virgo season. But yeah, yeah. Get me started. Leo was a successful season. Yeah, I don't. That stuff I is a completely. Um, You're in the dark. That's I'm, fine. I'm in the dark. It's not like I don't. I used to think it was all bullshit, but some of it's added up. Um, that people have told me anyway that I've looked up. Um, and I found out, and I was talking to my friend, uh, and he was like, I told him, you know, what I, I still told him, you know, I'm, I was born March 23rd. He's like, you're an Aries. And I told him when my ex was born, he's like, that's why it didn't work. <laughs> like, that's why it didn't work. I was like, okay, whatever, man. I was like, Damn. Yeah. That's why I'm so hung up on, I'm hung up on this one man that I've known and like been involved with for like four years on and off. And I'm like, Taurus and cancer are supposed to be together. Like that's why we're meant to be. And it's so stupid, but whatever. Yeah. I'm embarrassing. <laughs> and he's like on the fence or what? Oh, he sucks. He like fully sucks. <laughs> he's not a good <laughs> He's like person. a terrible person, but I'm like, but he's a Taurus. <laughs> oh yeah. It's yeah. really terrible, but here I am. Yeah, I, I, I get hooked on the wrong people, too. I understand where you're coming from. I, like, hate everyone else, but I like this man, and it's for nothing. But that, that could be a subject for another day. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. Me, too. Me, too. Yeah. Me too. But this uh, the most productive Wednesday night I've had in a long time. I'm glad I'm glad I could help. I'm hoping I can continue my productive night. Um, we'll see if I make it to the gym or not, if I talk myself out of it. Um, <laughs> you can do it. I've been good about not talking myself out of it. So I've, I've been in a good routine for the most part. There's, I, my goal is three times a week, which is a very obtainable. I'm not trying to overdo it. Yeah, um, don't overdo it and um, don't think. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Overthinker. Yeah, you can't. Just don't overthink. Just don't overthink. <laughs> yeah, just don't be sad anymore. Stop. Just don't be sad. <laughs> yeah. That's why that thing with the gun that I posted that earlier. That was, was so just... funny. <laughs> it's like, God like, damn. You nailed it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was perfectly stolen, uh, like everything else is. Um, that's the biggest thing is I'm, like, trying to come up with more original content. Um, and I... I can definitely do it. it. I've been in a better creative space, but with the I've I've made so many of those rap videos. I've, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So I'll share them with you, and you're probably gonna be like, "Is this the same person?" I get that a lot. So is he is he black? <laughs> well, I'm clearly on the screen, very white. Um. But when I share like my songs that I've recorded, like not in the studio, but I like have a makeshift studio that I 
I've learned to make myself sound better um, over the years because I've been doing it for so long. But um, that's when, like, when it's just audio. So like, yeah. Uh, is that really you or are you changing your voice? I'm like, no, it's it's me. No, that's super cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah, so I'm gonna keep keep up with that because it's helping a lot um, with me mentally. So I'm just trying to do everything positively mentally that I can do right now. And that's all you can do. We really are all just out here trying our best. Just doing our best. Yeah. yeah. That's, some people aren't trying very hard. Um, some people aren't trying very hard, but I hope they get there. Yeah. That's the space I'm in right now. And I'm trying not to let anyone anyone kill my vibe. Not to sound <laughs> cliche, but I'm not trying to let I it. think there's a song about that. You should look it yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard it once. Yeah. But, but I'll let you go because you need to get to go to, you need someone's bedtime. I need to tuck my baby into bed. Yeah. yeah. My little old man who is a baby as well. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, and I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. I'll help you have a good night. I don't even know how to get off live. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know the best way to do this, but I'm just going to hit the X up here, and 